Hello and welcome everyone to the Quest of the Stone and Stars. I'm your host, Mike. Um, let's see, when last we left off, our very amazing adventurers finally saved Doglin, cleared out, found some loot, got out of the, the uh, sepulcher of the sisters, as it was come to be known, narrowly escaping a uncontrolled bear skeleton, and then the world went white. And we're just going to dive back in because, well, I want to, and I'm the one who runs this thing. So the world went white, and all you heard was a voice that said, Oh good, you're back! Did you find out what happened to Torag? The words, the voice, and the language are all familiar, but you're not quite sure why. Your body also feels different than it did five minutes ago. Differently shaped, the internal voice in your head is a different tone than it was. Not quite sure what's going on. Last thing you remember, you were rescuing, rescuing Doglin in the clear, bright sky, now replaced by artificial bright light. A well-groomed dwarf comes into view. Oh, you, you all look confused. I, I need you to detach from the shunt and come back to yourselves. Trust me, it, it will get easier with time and experience. Walter, your body actually feels massive. And as you stretch and flex, you feel an extra set of arms that move and flex at the same time as your normal arms. That's, that's a strange sensation. And you start... The memories of that life studying death becomes fuzzy as you start remembering a life combating against it. You regain independent control of each limb as you remember you're not Professor Walter Finswick. You're a former quartermaster turned outcast. And who do we see there? Uh, so the audience would see a rather looming figure um, at a good solid seven, eight foot tall, uh, 500 pounds of just creature um, with four uh, bulky arms, to say the least. And um, you see on his vest, um, in quotation marks, the uh, name Buzz, um, which he was given way back in uh, his early days of service on Akaton. Um, and wh and what is Buzz? Um, Buzz is a Shobad, whether I'm pronouncing that right or not, I have no that's, idea, but that's how I've been pronouncing it. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, for layman's terms, he's a giant four armed space orc. Very um, nice. Very nice. And we pan over to Amarill and unlike water, Walter, your body feels cramped. Like you've been compressed. And as you try to wiggle to work the Shot sensations him. out, you actually feel your soft fur rubbing against the table. And as you're doing this, your brain panics and the world starts to warp around you. But just as quickly, you get a grasp on yourself and remember the mistakes of your youth. Who on that table? On this table is a tiny creature resembling a hamster. A Yasoki. A Yasoki. A very and uh as I'm sitting here realizing this, this is why Amarel has a little bit of ADHD, I think, because <laughs> Boo's brain works very quickly. And I just thought like I was like, I'd not intend for Amarel to have those moments, but they are happening and now it's like, oh, this might be why. <laughs> I mean They're linked. <laughs> only time will tell. And then Tooley, you know they've got you. You don't know how, but for all your care, they found you. You're trapped, bound. But as you start to panic, you hear a familiar chirp of a machine. And you look over and you see your true friend and companion, Try Me. You instantly relax as your military training sets in. You come back to grips with who you are and where you are. The previous paranoia, distant memory. And who do we see there? So, uh, Nesca is, uh, Vesk, 
um, who is, she's low gravity, so she's kind of like a taller, thinner Vesk. Um, she has like brown, like kind of brownish orange, um, like in gray, um, with, you know, strikes of bright blue um, on her scales and a long, thin, agile tail. Excellent. We've got a, let's see, we've got a Shobad, a Yasoki, a Vesk, and then we go to Haven. An ordered mind seeks to find answers, and as you start trying to pull from your memory banks, a flood of emotions hits you at once. Fear, rage, exaltation of completing a job well done. This and more swirl around your brain. Your hands grasp your holy symbol, but it's no longer the familiar golden blue chip of Cassandra Lee. Instead, it's the crowned head of Hylix, the Forever Queen. And only four of your arms are holding it. The other two larger ones are gripping the table so hard your muscles ache. And who do we see there? Well, this is interesting. And as everybody's looking, they see an absolutely massive creature. He's about 11 feet in height. And the bulk suggests that he probably weighs close to a ton. Insectoid, he has a pair of antennae, set of mandibles, and a total of eight limbs, only two of which are legs, the other six are arms. And his multifaceted eyes just kind of stare around in a moment in both pure understanding and also absolute wonderment. Excellent. Okay, now that you guys are back to yourselves, did you find Torag? No, we found a dwarf. Good. Disappointing. The paperwork said that it was Torag that was missing at that time. You found a dwarf, not the dwarven god? Correct. He was a cleric of Torag. He must have some strong connection with Torag for... Your systems to think it was him, right? And this is technically the first live test of the shunt. Um, the machine you're in is basically like a drift engine, but for your consciousness. You plug in, and then you ride onto the target and experience what they did. But according to the scraps of documents I had, and they, we're, we're talking like ancient documents here, I... I you should have been finding the disappearance of the Dwarven god Torag, but instead you found a cleric of Torag, which means at some point there was a loss in translation, which means we've lost that. <sighs> Back to the drawing board. Indeed. Candy bag anymore. Hmm? I don't have my candy bag anymore. I have no idea what that is. The dwarf gave me a bag that would have magic candy in it. I must check the calibrations. Did that actually happen, or was this just a fantasy? I'm, I'm sure you have questions for me, though, because you all look very confused. Please, let me enlighten you. It will get easier with time, because, you know, y'all are brand new at this. Uh, how long were we under? Um, judging by my calculations, it was about, and he taps a little, seven hours. How long were you there? Uh, Fenswick remembers. I it was believe, about seven days. I was going to say, I believe about a week. Yep, that, yeah. that tracks. Sounds about right. Hmm. So what is next, Doctor? Well, it's Professor. Professor V. Doctor I is who did your intake, if you recall. Um, Same difference. No, no, completely different things. I went to a whole different school, whole different thing. But the semantics, what's next? Um, about that, I, I need to consult my books for a new time frame to shunt. But sadly, where we are, the locals are demanding a higher rent with threat of violence to be levied. And I am not a combatant. All of my funds are tied up off-world. So off-world we must go. What kind of violence are we talking? Well, this experimental technology, um, 
we're, we're currently on in level 56 of the spike because we didn't want the wrong people to know what we were doing. Um, some of the uh, more zealous members of the churches uh, think that this research should be banned. So that's why you signed a non-disclosure agreement. Why do they want to ban it? Because we're trying to find out what happened with the gap. Do you, do you not remember? A little fuzzy on the details. Well, a few of us are trying to figure out exactly what happened with the gap. And that's what building the future is all about, is exploring the past. So I, I am the last of the original PG era team and the one who hooked you into all of this equipment, and he gestures. Um, you're each laying on a gurney, comfortable. There was a to supply nutrients, which comes out easily. And you all had a neural unit on, tied to a central mainframe. So, while I pack up the equipment, would you be so kind as to handle these miscreants? I just need enough time to get the equipment out and on the way up to my ship, as we need to head to my home base to get another document to try to figure out when and where to shunt you next. Uh, the ship's called Madrigal's Revelation. Meet me there, and... Once you're finished, we can be on our way. My pleasure. And Buzz will start so. to get up and unplug himself from whatever remaining tubing's there. Yeah, Boo's kind of gingerly doing the same. Don't want to break it. Um, so is so is Nesket. She's kind of just gingerly taking it off. <laughs> uh, where's my Roka? However. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, James. Go ahead. What? Roka, once again, forgetting exactly how large he is, just sits up <laughs> and everything just kind of rips off of him. V runs over. We talked about this. The tube's fine. That's why I gave you extra slack on this. And he gently takes off the head unit. Mm. Maybe you right sturdier stuff. Or... Maybe realize that you're a big giant bug. I don't know how that your brain matched with that brain. I don't even know who or what. <sighs> Android's mind is very similar to the hive. Oh, you were an android. Interesting. I had no idea. And what were the rest of you? They had androids back then? I need to make notes of that. I seem to just be a simple human. I seem to have been. A bold cat of some yeah, sort. Yeah, but sometimes you got hairy and and that bigger is fair. and clawier. That's not a word. I don't think it is. Interesting. I, I was an elf lady and I sang songs. Still not 100% certain if this wasn't just a group hallucination or if it actually worked. More testing is needed. Um... The group you're asking for, I don't know where they're located, but they're known as the Triple G's, or more formally, the Ghost Guardians Gang. They claim to be protecting from threats above and below, which is why we settled here, but we've discovered that they're just bullies and worse. And where's my equipment at? Oh, I may sorry. be a bit fuzzy, but I know I didn't come here unarmed. If you look to your left... Um, that'll be to your right, and he points at somebody else. You'll see your lockers. Has your name on it and everything. Buzz Starchua, right there. Buzz one. making his way. Roka. And Boo. Ooh, me. I'm gonna go, about and I, mine? like, scurry over to mine and start digging through it. I, I said Nescat one and pointed over. It's to your right, his left. It's the medium-sized locker for your medium-sized frame, while these two gargantuans got big gargantuan lockers, and Boo has a medium locker because I didn't fair. have small lockers. That's fair. And she walks over and, and like, kind of twitches her tail and opens her locker. Hey, is that why you're a cat? You both have tails. Kind of shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that it's a solid hypothesis, but I'm not certain how... Buzz and the human that he was in, or the elf and whom you were in, how it coincides. That 
the brain scan showed it was a match. Um, that would have been uh, Dr. L who did the initial on that. So I'm not quite certain exactly. Oh, Dr. Alphabet letters? Well, it's a code, you see. Oh, those aren't your real names. Again. You could have gotten more creative, though, than just the alphabet. But creativity is noted. Where something as bland as a single letter could be anything. Yeah, but how confused would everybody be if you were, like, named after, um, rocks? Mm -hmm. You know, we thought about, different, like, naming ourselves, like, something like that. But then everybody would want to be, like, Professor Diamond or or Madame Ruby. And then there's going to be fights. We just drew letters out of a hat. And maybe my actual name starts with a V. You don't know. What is your actual name? Logical. No, it's it's not logical. Um, the my process name, my name? Oh, is process, logical. Yes. Sorry, and he's disassembling this while he's talking to you as each of you are getting re-equipped and putting it all into very nice padded cases. Like, for anyone who's ever played any war games, we're talking, like, those heavy-duty ballistic cases that the uh, professional war gamers drag their armies to tournaments with. Yeah, like I have not cases. played them, but I have family members who do, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I swear those things could take an explosion. Yeah, they. I think they can. I mean, I used to play <laughs> Warhammer 40k, so... I got Nick one for his Star Wars friends. By friends, I mean his... his uh, Plastic boys. Yeah. His, well, they were the ships, I think, but I don't remember which Star Wars tabletop game you played. Knowing Nick, all of them. But what are you guys going to do now? I'm going to get my stuff. And As is Roka. Look for the triple G's. Where can we find more are. intel on the triple G's? Well, they, they bully this floor, so their headquarters has to be somewhere around here. Um, really, you probably could just ask anyone, as long as they're, like, if you see anyone with, like, a, a 3G logo on their jumpsuit, that that's one of them. They're very on brand, but other than that, I'm sure. Huh? Did the DPS guys have a logos? Did the, did the who have a logos? The DDS guys. No, they did not. They were that's just in who asking in character, oh. by the way. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. You caught me on a I never heard of DDS. Are we talking about dentists? No. They were the uh, Dwarven Death Squad. Well, that sounds terrifying. Sounds like a freaking cult of the devourer. They were very organized. <laughs> Far too organized for cultists of the Devourer. Mercenaries. Indeed. Ah! Well, you'll have to tell me all about it once we're on the ship. Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta go. We gotta go find these three G guys. Yeah. Yes, that's probably a good idea. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Ah, very well. This kit finishes adorning herself with her weapons and gear and such. Uh, Roka, are you going to be on point? I am but a mystic. Someone I'll do it. more qualified should. And he'll buzz will open the door to head out. You said we're on a floor. So like, are we just in a massive building of sorts? Or is that well, like the way the Absalom way that... Station is laid out? Okay. The area you're in is the spike. And it goes all the way down to the Starstone that powers Absalom Station. And the Spike is kind of a lawless region. Um, the guards try to get down, but most of it's run by gangs. And as you go even lower, you run into uninhabited floors that are inhabited by creatures called ghosts. It's any sort of different monsters... So that's why this gang calls themselves the Ghost Guardian Gang, implying that they're going to protect from threats from below. But they're really just running a racket and screwing with people. I mean, 
That's what this guy said. But, I mean, he doesn't have... You don't have any reason to disbelieve the guy who's paying you. Valid. So we'll make our way outside, I reckon. Out of the lab that we're in or whatnot. The door opens and you're out into a corridor. And, you know, there's people hustling and bustling and doing business and walking around and doing everything. And if you heard that clatter, I just threw a rock. Mm. <laughs> you probably shouldn't do that. Well, I was Real playing rock with it. Or a math rock. A uh, real rock, one of the tumbled stones that I've done. So I was just, Very nice. I like tumbled stones. I was just rubbing on it. Ew. <laughs> do that on your you own suddenly time. made this, like... No kink shaming. Head. So, it's we'll so see you next week. Sure. Appreciate your time. And, it's a uh... palm stone. <laughs> Jesus, you pervs. Get your mind out of the gutter. Oh, Absolutely that's what not. they call it now. <laughs> oh, palm stone Mike. Trust me, if I dropped those stones, it wouldn't have clattered like that. <laughs> Alright, anyway, so we're in this corridor. Uh, can... Let's see. Can we do... What kind of, like, buildings or actual... Um, are there any businesses or um, anything nearby? Yeah, about two turns down the way, you see a, a sign that says... Bass Vinny's Slow Pizza. What makes the pizza slow? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's their slogan. <laughs> what makes the pizza slow? It's spelled S L O. I don't think that really makes a much difference. Can we get people, pizza? People with their letters around here. Can we get pizza? Uh, that's fine by me. Yay, pizza! I'm going in. <laughs> You go in, and this basically anthropomorphic sloth creature. Oh, that's why the pizza's slow. <laughs> looks up and says, Welcome to Fast Vinny Slow Pizza. What can I do for you? Pizza. Okay. That's what we do here. But what, what? toppings do you want on your pizza? Oh, lots of cheese. Cheese? cheese. Um, yeah, cheese. Unless you guys want other toppings, I'm getting cheese. I will get my own. I prefer all of the meat. She kind of grins with her sharp teeth showing. I'll share a slice of cheese with you. Yay! I need um, four extra large anchovy pizzas. Yeah. Extra anchovies. Oh, you're going to smell like fish. Man of discerning taste. Four fishies, all the fishies. One normal, extra normal. One Vesk special. And you hear a, like, just this machine power up. And about 15 seconds later, hot fresh pizza's delivered. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Hey, careful with that. Why? You said pizza almost the wrong amount three, of times. I said it three times on purpose because I know. <laughs> <laughs> so like somebody... Yeah. Uh, Come at no, me, Little not. Caesars. We did it three <laughs> times. <laughs> That's like, what was the old like uh, Bloody Mary in the mirror when you were a kid? <laughs> yep. Only instead of Just, getting murdered, yeah. you get copyright strikes. Yeah. It's kind of murders, <laughs> but in a whole different way. Yeah, they'll, so, they'll, they'll send gnomish Romans after us with spears <laughs> that have pizza on top. That's the worst kind of Roman. Right. Yeah, uh, really so quick other... service. And he's like, alright, ten, ten credits a pie. Okay. Let me Very see. well. I'm like searching around in my pockets for my money. <laughs> uh, so while they're, they're paying and getting all their stuff sorted... Vinny, you, you heard anything about these Triple G guys around? Let's see, what's his take on them? Oh, don't get me started about those bums. They come in here, they shake me down, they threaten to break the machine. How can Faz Vinny make pizzas if he doesn't have the stupendous loving oven? How often do they come in? Uh, like, bi-weekly? Hmm. 
you know, so you, you know where they come from. Like twice a week or every other week? Every other week. Okay. If I it would have been every, if it was twice a week, I would have said two times a week. I don't like the word. I don't like. I get biweekly confuses me. But Why? It's fine. I know what you mean now. I don't know because I'm dumb. Mm. All I know is they frequent the bar blender. Blender. That is yeah. good to know. Yeah, you Where, go down. Alright. Three cross corridors, take a left. Two down from that, you take a right. You go past the market, and then you'll see a little offshoot to the left. You go down that, and it's at the end of that alley. You guys got that? I'll follow you. I'll, I'll like, put a note in my little data pad or whatever I, whatever I have to describe his directions and then I'll say Vinny have they stolen anything from you? Deal? They just kind of threaten if I don't pay them so I pay them to not get threatened. That's fair. Indeed. Yeah, they do that to everybody on this floor. Hey. Has anybody tried not paying them? What happens? Does anybody know? You get made an example of. No, no kneecap Nelly can tell you. Oh, you know Nelly? <laughs> oh. I take it they took off Nelly's kneecaps? No, it was a birth lower... defect. <laughs> that was the left one. The right one they took clean off. <laughs> Ripped it off. One of them, a little bit smaller than your big fella there. They keep a, a bundle of those in the gang. Well, Vinny, we're going to try to solve this problem. And what do we do? We'll come back for another round of pies. I tell you what, you get rid of the triple G's. Y'all get one pie free a week. Just one. Eyeball and Roca thinking, all right, if I tell this big motherfucker that I'm going to give him free pies every day, I'm going to be bankrupt. And then Buzz will kind of... <laughs> Meanwhile, Boo's like, I never have to buy food again. <laughs> and, and Buzz is going to kind of nudge Boo and say, that's better than bi-weekly. Yeah. Take this uh, for so your we'll... trouble. And I'll drop 20 more credits on the counter in front of him. Why, 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 thank you. All right, let's eat up. We got, we got some stuff to do today. I don't know why, but I feel like this is like the end scene from Avengers where they're all sitting around eating shawarma. A little bit. But Who's going to eat one slice and stuff the rest of her pizza in a cheek pouch? <laughs> Pretty big pizza. You can get two two slices each side. So four slices total in those cheek pouches. But that's what's happening. So as, <laughs> the other, as the other slices like fall because they won't fit. <laughs> Buzz will pick him up, and, and he'll eat those slices, one out of each hand. And I'm sure Roka just inhaled. Yes. In a way that only a bug can. I guess uh, Neskit just kind of eats it, you know, moderately famished. Um, The vest special, the crust is actually a cutlet. Of meat, and then they was, put the sauce on thinking, that. I was thinking a cutlass. So she might eat it a little bit more um, voraciously. And then there's just a pile of miscellaneous space animal parts on there. Ah, yes, the good stuff. I may have to order the uh, Vesk special next time. It's very, it's very good. She kind of like grins. Her toothy smile again. Hey, I'm having a dumb player moment. Is the vest kind of snaky? <laughs> they're um, they're lizards. Yeah, Giant think, lizard people. Think of them as like lizard folk that took steroids. Okay. And have a and very then, Klingon outlook. Yes, definitely more like conquer the galaxy. There was a whole big war between the Vesk and the Vescarum and the inner space region here. And um, then the swarm came and I believe everybody was had just to. having a moment because I'm like, Boo might every now and again, if she resembles a snake a lot, like kind of just give her a little bit of side eye. Like, are you I mean, me? <laughs> she, she's basically 
with her build being the uh, low gravity vest, she's basically built like a serpent folk. So tall, yeah. lithe. So definitely not, has not some quite as bulky like. as like the typical one, and that's why she has like the kind of the prehensile tail yep. in comparison to the other vests who have like stiffer tails. Which she can triple hand, triple fist pizza with that prehensile tail. Yes, she can. <laughs> That's an idea. I love I mean, how much character development is happening just because of pizza. Like, I just... know, right? <laughs> well, I the mean, pizza, I could... it makes the... me happy. It was a good thing. It was just like, like all, like we all like had our own ways of like how they ate their pizza. It's like it's interesting little details that I love. <laughs> I mean, y'all are basically already a group, so I didn't have to throw you together like I did in the first part. Right. So we had to get some get some development somehow, darn it. But you go down three corridors, you take a left, you go down two more, you take a right, you pass the market, you find the little alley to the left, and you start following it down. What is the marching order? I don't, know, I don't even know like what everybody's playing. I know Rokar, but Roka. I want to say Rokar. Yeah, you guys don't actually have any experience with each other other than now. So you don't know what each other is capable of. If you want to have a quick conversation about that while heading down those corridors, the floor is yours. Well, Nesca's going to be in the front because she feels like she's strong enough to take on whatever they run into. We don't want the big bug in front. I, I am a mischief in service to Hylox. Yeah, he's too much of a pacifist. She's like, no, warrior. You oh, gotta be a warrior. Okay. Uh, and Boo, how do you prefer to uh, handle problems? Mm. Uh, can I be in the middle? That answers that. I want to be in the middle, because, well, this is how, and she'll, like, show off her powers a little bit. Reality starts bending around Boo as she just shows off her powers a little bit. All right. That, that'll prove to be useful, I'm sure. Um, I'll stay somewhere in the middle for you. If anybody has issues with equipment or needs a resupply... I'll have you. And sadly, Nesket's drone does not have a weapon. It's so just, progress. <laughs> just skittering behind her. Once you get the proper equipment for it, I'm more than happy to help you get it up and functioning. I appreciate the offer. It's just, it just needs its weapons. All right, so it sounds like Nesket then Boo or Buzz, and then Roka, you chilling backside? Yep, I'll take the backside. Let me make sure I turn on everyone's vision properly. Mine's on. I see nothing. I see nothing. Well then... I see well, a corridor. Because when I built this forever ago, I did not click all of the right buttons. Yeah, you're good. Oh. I'm good now. Everybody should have their vision down this corridor. <laughs> I'm laughing at the tokens. I mean, there is a pretty big size difference amongst the group. <laughs> Dear Lord. Average human size. <laughs> That's the wonderful thing about Starfinder is that large PCs are just as prevalent as small PCs, and they are there. All right. Well, I will update those and possibly share that to Twitter. That's, I'm sorry, I got distracted by CC sending me a hand-drawn portrait of her character and try me. So that, I'm not very good with robots, so I hope he looks up for me. Um, if that's not very good, I would hate to see what good looks like, because if I were to try to draw anything, it would look like a 
three-toed sloth with Parkinson's tried to draw it because I have the artistic talent of nothing. It gives me that um, feel from Wally, the Eevee, uh, but like if she was actually a badass. Right. I like it. <laughs> Those of you who are listening along, I will post that picture up to our Twitter, Knights of the Smith Dinner Table. So when you hear this, you can rush to see what we all just saw. But until then, let us continue. You are in the hallway. There is music. Just coming like, from the west yep. down here. Yep, coming from the west down there. Music. Like she's right. just her head. Nesket kind of like cocks her head to the side. Well, anybody else fancy a party? Heck yeah. Indeed. Uh, boo, stick close to me. Why? Uh, I need a dance partner. Woo, okay. Like a father-daughter dance at a wedding. I just imagine her sticking <laughs> on your shoes. <laughs> holding the two lower arms. Just... Uh, I, I assume at some point... Boo will be on my shoulders like a kid walking through a theme park. Yes, please. So, uh, Nesket, after you. But of course. And we will move on down the hall towards the sound of the... Has asked Boo to stay close because she'd probably get lost in her crowd really easy. Yeah. There is a door. There is most definitely a door. And the music gets louder as you approach the door. Are you Just coming, Boo? I'm coming. <laughs> You're still down there. Oh, yeah. Whee! <laughs> Come, little small one. Uh, I got and I will get the door. Oh, oh. somebody else did too. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Did it at the same time. Like it slides right open, and it's a crowded bar. Get drinks. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm. I'm just curious how many you should have. What are you trying to say? You're quite small in stature. Just small drink. I can compromise with that. All right. In we go. I'll squeeze through this doorway. Yeah, it's big enough that you can fit. As if they used to having large people. God, I'm gonna stomp on Boo so many times. <laughs> you probably Boo. step over me. Oh, I need to yeah. I need to remember to move. Well, can I even move, try me? Yeah, you should have permissions to... Okay. I keep forgetting that that's try me because it's just a ghost. <laughs> yep, I'll, I'll keep him followed along. Okay. So can we do just like a general perception as we walk in here? Um... Just yeah, to really get get a glance of the scene, but also look for any sort of this triple G nonsense that we're searching Absolutely. for. Absolutely. Wear a logo. First roll of Starfinder. First roll of Starfinder. Where does our perception? There it is. It's under your skills in this one. Attributes. Perception. Where is my... There it is. I don't oh. notice shit. It's okay. Four, four. Okay, I got a five plus a four, so a nine. A nine. All right. And then what's Buzz got? A fourteen total. Ten on the die. Fourteen. Ten on the die. Roca, are you making one from the hallway there? Are you on mute, Roca? I was on mute. It's not working. What's, um, what's Roka's perception? Got a 12 on the die for a total of 19. All right. You're so wise. With those rolls, Boo, what you see is this person here drinking something that is swirling pink glitter. I want it. So your eyes lock to that and just go. I have to get a leash for Boo. Oh, that's delightful. Um. Nesket, you're looking around, and with that perception, this is a logistical nightmare. If all these people are in that gang, this is going to be a hell of a fight, because there are people at tables, you can't see all of them, only the ones around the lit tables. 
There's people sitting in, you know, around darker tables throughout, people playing games, people dancing. It is a crowded bar. Neskit kind of puts her hand on her, on her gun and kind of whispers over to try me. Stay close. Oh. Is that and the it, noise that try me makes? It is right now, darn it, because <laughs> that was just the first thing that popped into my head. The dolphin that just it. got punched. Apparently, it sounded like a weird puppy. Yeah, it sounded like Blue from Blue's Clues. It's the first, first thing that popped in my head. Don't ask me why. I like it. I like it. We but, could go for the annoying so- sound Blue he was making when I watched that with my kid the other night. You, borp, 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 borp. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> the The two larger people who tower over everyone notice that back here is somebody wearing a shirt emblazoned with 3G. And Roka, you also notice backup. Big backup. Um, Meanwhile, I can am like... I figure out what species the backup is? Um, let me see. Because you can see through the dark, right? Yeah, I have dark vision. Let me pull up the actor as I go through my list. View character artwork. Show the players. Oof. By golly, that's a Trox. That's Stan Slash. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> oh my god. It's Sand Slash. No, it's a Drock. Rocks. <laughs> You know, if we're gonna try to avoid copyright infringement, we're yeah, gonna like, need to do a lot of sailed on this episode <laughs> so hard. Well, no. we're not using the copyrights; we're just talking about them. Therefore, it's fair use. That's true. Yep. And then this one mm. is the blazoned with the three G. What they've seen is a Trox and a Rhyphorian. <clears throat> what I saw was a Zoro from Legend of Zelda and a Sand Slash. I mean, but I did only get a 14 for my perception, so it could be a little skewed. Right. I didn't see anything except the lady <laughs> with a pink glitter drink that I'm going to go find out what it is. Yep. And Neskit doesn't know shit, but she's just going to keep an eye out for things that she apparently cannot perceive. Yeah, Neskit's just uh, situationally aware and ready for whatever might happen. She just wants to fight. Yeah. (laughs) As as Roka slips by, Buzz Buzz will go 12 o'clock and indicate where those two were standing. But obviously Roka already seen them. Neskit, you know exactly what that means. And you look down and you see the target. Whereas Boo, I heard you go, excuse me, and she looks down and says, Oh, yes, my little Yasoki friend. What are you drinking? That looks delicious. This is a Absalom Sunrise. Oh, I'm going to have to order one of those. And Boo's going to, like, scramble up onto the bar to try and get the bartender's attention. The droid is currently assisting this customer right here. The furthest north of the bar. And you scramble up on the bar. Um, will you please roll me an acrobatics check? Buzz is gonna kind of walk yes. by Boo I at this point. Huh. And mention so Boo one drink. Fucking hate me. <laughs> and I fall on my ass, I'm assuming. Possibly With that supervise four, that one. You scramble up, but you also Kick this gentleman's drink to the floor. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and with a loud, hey, what are you doing? What happened to the lights? Oh. What the? I put it in uh, light instead of vision. Oh. <laughs> I was like, there we go. There we go. I thought I fixed my token from my character sheet, but. Eh. It's okay. But yeah, you can see with your dark vision that this bar is very full. And he goes, Hey, you spilt my drink, you stupid rat. As that happens, can Buzz make an athletics check to grab Boo 
off the bar? Absolutely, you can attempt that. Actually, uh, that's going to be a CMD check. Oh, so shit. I just need that's you to too much. Bab, plus your strength. Oh, God. I got to find all this shit now. Just Bab, plus one, plus strength. Yeah, Making an attack great. with your club will work. Yeah, you're good. Um, oh, I need to learn it. So, it's going to be a 13 total. 13 total? Boo, are you going to try to resist getting snatched off of the bar? No. You snatch Boo off of the bar. <laughs> but And then, and then Buzz will just kind of shoot a, a glare at the guy. Like, okay. hey, this is my rat. And then I mean, it kind of grins at him with her sharp teeth. Did any of the rest of you watch Little Nemo? Finding Nemo? No, there was this cartoon I remember watching when I was a tiny kid called Little Nemo, and it was kind of Miyazaki-esque, but I don't think it was a Miyazaki. But the character basically has a flying squirrel, and the flying squirrel is offended that this other character keeps calling it a rat. And then the main character yells, well, don't apologize to me, apologize to my flying rat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but that is striking a very deep memory, and I just can't bring it to the surface. There there was something like they were fighting something called a nightmare. Yeah, Yeah. Little Nemo and... Little Nemo. In Slumberland. Yes! That sounds familiar, but I don't think I've ever watched it through. Yep. 1989 is when that movie came I, out. I remember I don't think Cece was born then, was she? Well, I was born in 88. I don't know. I my dad my dad it. loves cartoons and stuff, so like I probably he probably watched it or something. <laughs> I don't know. I grew up on freaking Boomerang Discovery Channel and Animal Planet if that says anything about me as a person. And but basically the guy calling Boo a rat and then Buzz going this is my rat reminded me of that scene. <laughs> fun fun fact. Miyazaki did work on Little Nemo, but they did not ever release their version of it. So that's that might be why, why it gives it, Miyazaki vibes, but I know yep, it's not Miyazaki. Right. The people who made it kind of patterned it off of that. And man, that unlocked a core memory I hadn't thought about in a while. All right. <laughs> I just remember that line and. I don't know why. I don't know if it was maybe memed at some point. I don't know. Uh, given that a loud noise happened, the bar kind of turns and looks, and instinctively, that guy moves forward just a bit. Um, I will cast telepathic message, and I can only hit one target at this time, so I will send it to... Uh, buzz and say pass it back I count at least eight of the little guys and then the one Trox what, what does pass it back mean <clears throat> tell the ones behind you oh okay I sh- like I think Buzz would have known that but like I was like we you have to, have to throw something you like you want to put the rat back on the bar like <laughs> I thought of that or that he wanted you to hand boo to him <laughs> Uh, we got plenty of company. Uh, he'll kind of say it over his shoulder. What's the game plan? Shit up. We fight them, of course. Uh, I don't think it's smart to do it here. There. I'm assuming we're... Under her breath. Except for my telepathic message, we're pretty much having to yell. Yeah, you're, you're having to, like... If you've ever been in a club... You're either close talking into each other's ears, or you have to yell to be heard. If you want any semblance of privacy, you got to be up in their ear, stage whispering, basically, for them to hear you. Oh, Nesca didn't say that quietly. I just don't know how to yell in a hissing voice. <laughs> oh, Nesca said, let's just fight them. And so Buzz will sigh and take a step forward. I will let Buzz go right by me. And the Trox hearing Nesket loudly say, let's fight them. Oh, nope, nope, nope. We're not moving anymore. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I God. messed it up. 
he heard that he heard that shit across the loud place where we had to yell all right all right i rolled a nat 20 on my perception check all right Jeez. as well as he was paying attention to y'all since y'all drew attention to yourselves (laughs) my bad guys so has has no regret she just wants to fight we are going to roll for initiative for the first time in Starfinder. Woo! Next session. No! <laughs> this is why no. you're loved by very few. Yep. I would like to thank Poppet's Coffee for giving me enough caffeine to get through this episode. Uh, right? I recommend the Grog Caffeinado. All the flavor, so double the caffeine. You'll, your teeth will buzz if you drink too much of it, though. Um, other than that, hit as us up on parent, the socials. There's no such thing as too much caffeinado grog for me. <laughs> hit us up, Knights of the Smith Dinner Table, on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere that Knights of the Smith Dinner Table are sold. Um, <laughs> we have a Patreon. All of my notes go to that Patreon, so if you want to see where I've ad-libbed something or... Just the random stuff that I've typed out for this game. Jump in on the Patreon. Um, other than that, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Like Bye, Mike said, everybody. thanks for listening, Bye, everybody. Yeah. And I know this is going to come out well afterwards, but hopefully a lot of you watched our live stream of uh, We Be Savage Goblins. And if so, wait. if so, um, make sure to... Uh, Drop us a line either on Twitter or on Facebook or even on our website. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will talk at you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Quest of the Stone and Stars actual play podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated. Used under Paizo's community use policy. Paizo.com slash community use. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Quest of the Stone and Stars is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. The bumper music was created by Zach Kreitler. All other music, ambience, and sound effects created by Monument Studios. Knights of the Smith Dinner Table, Quest of the Stone and Stars, and all associated logos are property of Knightsmith Games, LLC. <laughs>